0: Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the Fruited Plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. You should be proud to be a part of that. I know that I am. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant. You are listening, too. Thank you so much for coming along as we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here. On the C.L. Bryant Show over our flagship station, Red State, Red State Talk Radio, the largest talk platform in the nation, most listened to. And if you're traveling through Times Square, as I tell you every day, you can look up above the iconic Ripley's, believe it or not. And um, right above there is the Red State Talk billboard. And every hour... The CL Bryant show pops up on the billboard, and old CL's face looking right back at you there in Times Square. Hey, folks, got a jam-packed show for you today. Coming up in the bottom of the hour, um, Dr. Kia Ellison will be on with us. Uh, as we know, there are a lot, a lot of people who, um, well, you know, they're they're hurting. Emotionally, big time, Uh, I'm, you know, I'm in that group. You probably in that group, too. We're we're all in a quandary as to what is going on and how did this hit us so quickly and how did our lives flip and change so dramatically within the last two months? I mean, I mean, it is it's just not uh, in the normal course of things for that to happen unless a a, and a traumatic event did occur. Uh, you know, we were attacked by a virus. It's, it's almost like getting hit by terrorists. Uh, well, it is like getting hit by a terrorist. We, you can't even see it. And, um, of course, we've lost more people to this here in America already than we did in the Vietnam War. Yeah. This, this is, this is not good. You know, this, this is not good. Yeah. The world has lost more people and uh, the world has lost more people than we have in, in, in several of our combined wars. So this this is something, folks, that is very serious. And so it's it's creating a lot of uh, mental anguish, suicidal thoughts, uh, depression, anxiety, what have you. People are just uncomfortable with who they are at this point in time because uh, that human thing called fear of the unknown. Isn't that amazing? Fear of the unknown. And, and And that's where we are. We're looking into an unknown thing, and that's why, for me, uh, it is so stupid for people who want to blame the president for something no human being. <laughs> no, no, no human being has ever uh, you know, handled on this Earth before. Nothing this sneaky you can 't criticize you, I mean I mean you say well it 's not partisan he just he should you just he just should have what would you have done? oh you all you have all these people armchair quarterbacking this thing from uh, wherever they are, with no boots on the ground whatsoever, and uh, you have and let me tell you something, let me tell you the same thing I told you the other day. Don't listen to these clowns on, uh, in, on any of the news feeds who are telling you that it is time to, you know, fold up the tent and let's go into the cave because Armageddon's coming. Don't listen to any of those clowns. They don't believe that crap. Let me tell you why they don't believe that crap. Because they are not packing up and preparing for Armageddon. They know it's not true. So don't you believe that? Now, the day that you flip on the television and Joe Scarborough and Mika uh, Brzezinski are not there. You better get your stuff together. <laughs> because they have they have left the building. Yeah. The day that you flip over there and Fox News is gone. CNN. You know. You had better head for the hills because they are your news elite and they are not. If anything is going down, believe me, they will know it first. And, uh, you know, okay, if you're a Republican or if you're a conservative, uh, you're hoping you can depend on Fox to tell you the news, right? If you're liberal or liberal-leaning or don't know any better or whatever, you're looking at uh, MSNBC or uh, CNBC or or CNN, you know, in that order of of number one to bad uh, to—but anyway— and then you trickle on down. You go on down to Fox. If you sh- if you flip on your set, your television set at any day, and you cannot get CNN or Fox, head for the hills. <laughs> but until then, uh, you make certain. That, uh, and, and I, I, you know, I'm glad and I'll tell. I'll tell you, well, I tell you what, if you tune in, uh, any day and I have, uh, said to you and you're hearing a, a recording on this show that's saying head for the hills, <laughs> you know, that it, you know, it's, it, if I tell you it's time to go, but I'm telling you, it's not time to go. If I go, if I'm not, if I'm, if I'm gone. To find, uh, to get into my cave. I know where my cave is. A lot of you, a lot of you may not know where your cave is, but I know where my cave is. I know where my hiding place is. My family knows where the hiding place is. So, so, you know, if I'm not here, then you go to your place and you better start looking for your place because this could go south at any time, but I don't think it will. We've survived worse than this. We just need to get to the bottom of how to uh, corral it. I think it, was, it took six months to absolutely eradicate SARS. Uh, we're on month three now of this. We're closer than uh, we've ever been to uh, putting it in a box and shooting it off into space and exploding it, this Corona, this COVID-19. we're close to doing that. And even though uh, there are many of us, um, and I don't believe I have anything, uh, but there are many people who have been affected by it. uh, But, you know, the herd is being immune. Deaths will rise because of people who have already been affected, who are just now experiencing the effects. Deaths will rise. Don't be um, let your hearts be troubled about that. We're expecting that to happen. Deaths will rise. You just make sure that you are looking after yourself and you're not among those. Once we reach the peak of those deaths that will occur, we will be on the other side. We'll be fine. The rest of the herd that lives through this will, in fact, be fine. And, uh, of course, the vaccine will be uh, coming out and we can get back to our normal lives. But there's going to be casualties. There's going to be more tragedy as we approach this future. But keep in mind what I've just told you. Let's stop the, the pointing of fingers of he. Uh, you know. It was just sickening to uh, see Chuck Schumer yesterday talking about even if it did uh, start in China, uh, he should have acted sooner. When the fact of the matter is, when the president wanted to close, did close the borders, they, they spoke against it. They they didn't want that to happen. So shut up. And any American who's talking against your president, I mean, if you don't like his personality, fine. That's great. I mean, I didn't like my coaches, but I didn't like any. In fact, none of my coaches did I like their personality whatsoever. And a lot of the... Um, My teammates didn't like their personalities, but I liked the way they coached. Oh, you don't like the way he talks to you? That's one thing. I like the way he coached, and this economy that we just uh, had to shut down that was booming. I like the way he coached that. Oh yeah, you 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 may not you may not like the coaches, but I like the way we won that won that game. Oh, he's still going to be uh, uh, the same Billy Joe when he gets back out on the, on the practice field uh, come, come uh, Monday, Monday afternoon. But he wants to win. And I don't care if you don't like his personality. I want to win. Take your ideology and shove it. As far as I'm concerned, Americans, we've always been winners, and that's what we've gotten away from with our milk toast, nandy-pandy uh, way of approaching uh, the world, who does not approach us the same way. Those people who are thinking that the world wants to be friendly with us also think that nature is the kindest and most gentle thing on Earth. It's not. There's a difference between the chihuahua and the wolf surviving in nature. Why? Because nature is not kind to those that are weak. Neither is this world. Only the strong can be kind to those who are weak. And if those with great strength overcome benevolent strength with their nefarious ideas, then the question that I was asked by a um, Iron Curtain refugee from the Eastern Bloc, one of those Poland, actually. If America goes away, do where do people go? And the question and the answer is: If if America goes away, friends, uh, nowhere. People have nowhere to to find refuge. And so we must remain strong. We cannot become like the rest of the world because this is where the rest of the world comes when they're running away from their own tyranny. And regardless of what you may think in your twisted and warped way, as you are being taught to think about the last great hope for, for the world, if it goes away, Then, where do people go? Where do you go? If this goes away, and friends, it's on the brink, and the ball's in your hands of changing. Fundamentally changing, if the fundamentals of America change and it becomes common, and just like all the rest of the countries that have existed throughout history, that yes, at the time they were exceptional, but became less exceptional as they became less free and less uh, appreciative of liberty. And uh, keep in mind something that Dr. Uh, Marlene said yesterday it's not just the freedom that we're uh, looking for. Or wanting to secure. You see, freedom also means you have the freedom to do bad. You, you, you have the free freedom. Freedom is uh, a loose cannon. Freedom itself is a loose cannon. All of us throughout the world, if we really wanted to be uh, free, could descend into whatever our arc- 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 arcane and archaic <clears throat> behavior that we wanted to descend into because we'd be exercising our individual freedom and doing our thing. But then liberty has to go along with that. The liberty is the responsibility to handle the freedom that you've been given. It's like giving your kid a car, you know, or, you know, giving him your car to drive. He has the freedom to go get in it and take off with it. But now whether he has the liberty to ever use it again, depends on if he or she follows the, uh, the rules there are rules even with freedom there are rules to keeping the freedom and friends I am saying to you that we're breaking the cardinal rule of um, keeping our freedom and we're being led there by these uh, idiots on um, the talking head and that's the house being divided against itself there's nothing wrong with America being great again there's nothing wrong with keeping America great. There's nothing wrong with that type of patriotic rhetoric. Nothing at all wrong with that. If you are divided as a nation because the person you don't like is saying that, you're an idiot. There's nothing wrong with America being thought of as, or we as Americans thinking of ourselves As most exceptional people on the face of the earth. I think of that in the same way as I think of the way I taught my children to believe and think about themselves. It's not that the people uh, down the street or our relatives or your cousins or whatever are less than you. But you're just as good and better than most. You're exceptional. You're my kids. That's what. We're all about it's up to them what they do with it. It's up to you what you do with it. But that doesn't make you any less exceptional because your origin's exceptional. What you have been about, what you were taught was exceptional. But we can throw it away. I've seen. Hey, listen, I grew up with some uh, very well to do kids. My, my parents worked for their parents. <clears throat> yeah, in private club. Uh, situation and setting and all that type of thing. My father was a matri deal, you, know. Um, you know, a private club, really swank place, Shreveport club, Shreveport, Louisiana, My, many years ago, 44 years, he was there. Yeah. And I, I, I was able to um, grow up and hang out with some really um, wealthy kids as I was growing up. And um, as a, as growing up as a black kid, I was upper middle class black because my dad had an excellent, excellent job man, with all the benefits and everything that um, goes along with a corporate job, you know, because it was corporate people whose private club it was. And it's been there for ages and ages still there uh, over, I imagine, 100 years is approaching that it's been there. And um, I noticed something that. They could be guilty of, and that's squandering. The difference, the only difference between the fun that I had and the fun that they had is that they had the ability, the privilege to waste because uh, it becomes spoiled. Yeah. And if you can believe this or not, Americans, even the poorest out there who might be listening to this show, and believe me, even under bridges and in those tents where the homeless live, they have modern technology. <laughs> I know because I have had a guy, I have several right now in Los Angeles, shout out to all my homeless there, who listen to this show on the street. Yeah, so even in your worst situation in this country, you, too, can be soft and spoiled, even our homeless. We'll talk a little bit more about it. Coming up, Dr. Kia Ellison on the other side of uh, this short break, the C.L. Bryant Show. And I got to tell you something, folks. This is going to be Interesting. It's going to be very interesting, this conversation with Dr. Ellison. And um, I certainly look forward to you helping us build this bridge to conversation. And then coming up after Dr. Ellison, my good friend, Captain Black from New Orleans, Louisiana, Nadra Enzi, will be with me. And he's got some news for you about the game that's being played. (laughs) I'll be back with you on this great day in the USA. Great because of people like you coming up uh, here in just a couple of minutes. Will be my special guest uh, this hour, uh, Dr. Kia Ellison. Dr. Kia Ellison will be on with me. And um, uh, you can get her at uh, temperament. uh, I'm talking about temperament.com. Dr. Kia, temperament, Dr. Kia at temperament, Dr. Kia. And um, she specializes in dealing with fragile, medically fragile children and those in the what was known as the sandwich generation, people who are raising children and caring for elderly parents. At the same time, often uh, in the same house, and in this um, type of environment that we are in, huh, uh, this can become a, um, a situation. This can become a situation where, um, you know, all types of things can come out of that temperamentally. And so we're going to talk to her. She's the author of the book, uh, Aftermath, and uh, it's a a fiction. And it's a great book to read uh, to the COVID-19 shelter-in-place people. Um, Today, we're going to have a special on this book for uh, my listeners only. And um, she's going to join us here. Uh, Novel. She's the author of the novel, Aftermath, uh, to the new follower of uh, Dr. Kia Ellison. And so, Nadra Enzi, after the top of the hour down in New Orleans, is going to be with us and um, tell us about the new game that's being played here in um, America. And Nadra is going to come up after Dr. Kia Ellison, but first, I want you to help me welcome back to the show a friend of mine, uh, someone I've known now for years, um, Dr. Kia Ellis. And uh, Dr. Kia Ellis is a temperament counselor, and she works with fragile, medically fragile children, and she is the author of the book Aftermath. Uh, It is a fiction. and It's a fantastically great book to read to those who might be homebound at this point in time, uh, sheltering in place. So welcome back to the C.L. Bryant show, Dr. Kielas.
2: Thank you, C.L. It's great to be here. And doctor,
0: uh, during this point in time, I, I, I want you to Talk to us about your work, after math and why these types of works during this time are recommended by you to read if you're sheltered in place.
2: Absolutely. Right now, people are scared, and they are dealing with a lot of emotions that are really big, and they're um, not sure what to listen to, who to believe, what's good, what's bad. And what that does is it causes a lot of emotional turmoil, and sometimes we need things to just turn that off. We need something to not um, take us out of reality, but just give us a breather, give us a, a little room to breathe and take our time and think of other things. We're surrounded by information. We're surrounded by um And so sometimes it's nice just to be able to step into a different world for a minute and go somewhere else, give our brain time to rest, give our emotions time to rest. And so I recommend fiction reading all the time because it does. It gives you a chance to see a different side of things. And then you can return to life and and be a little clearer,
0: you know Kia dr ellis when we when we think about this um, how quickly this change came upon us just two months ago uh, we we weren't we weren't in this uh, type of you know situation I, in fact it's it's amazing to think that we're here now but when the human being when when we go through these types of things mentally in our temperament and, and w- what affects uh, a lot of people are thinking they might be losing their minds because of some of the things that they're doing and yada, yada, yada. Uh, what, what effects does this have, a, a swift change like this? What does it have on the human? Are we reacting naturally to this change? Talk to us.
2: Absolutely. I've, I've had several clients ask that very question, am I going crazy? And the answer is no. The natural response for a swift change like that is you have to process through it. And process is is a synonym for time. You have to take time to go from A to B. And so the natural response is to try to gather as much information as you can to go through that process to come from where we were to where we are now. So it's not at all unusual for people to feel a little off balance or off kilter, especially with the pressure that we can tend to put on ourselves, especially as Americans of producing and production and, and constant states of, of activity and action. And then all of a sudden with no warning or preparation, you're told to sit still.
0: <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. And that was the, the, uh, the thing that really, Um, took, I think, everybody, especially, and we want to talk about this here as we go through the conversation about the children, um, because there are medically fragile children in just about every way you can imagine, uh, physically, mentally, uh, and Mm -hmm. I want to talk to Dr. Uh, Kia Ellis about that uh, right now, in fact, but before we get into that, uh, doctor, tell folks the best ways to uh, get in touch with you and how to access you, inviting you to come to where they are
2: the best way to contact me currently is on instagram that's where i do uh, most of my social media interactions and uh, my, t- uh, my handle for instagram is temperament dr kia and it's you can send me direct messages you can uh, comment on posts i'm constantly offering um advice there and counsel there but it's also the way for people to connect with me if they want to to have personal conversations with me as well
0: there you have it and folks uh we'll repeat it uh, several times because you will want to connect with this woman who i really have a lot of respect for her and her craft uh and, and, and you know what uh Dr. Kia, I don't think that you're going to be out of work anytime soon. I I think that uh, we're going to need people who understand temperament and the way it moves uh, for a long time into our foreseeable future. What about our children? Is that one of the things that actually does speak to the longevity of your profession? How is it affecting them?
2: Absolutely. The What I've been realizing is that there are a lot of people who are prepared for a lack of physical needs being met. So, you know, sometimes we don't have enough food. Sometimes we don't have shelter the way that we want it. There are people who have, that's their lifestyle and they understand that sometimes they may not have what they need. But what we aren't really prepared for is those emotional needs, those soul needs to be unmet. And that's what's happening right now is that people who have had all of their needs met, who've had, you know, all the opportunity to get what they need are all of a sudden not having these things met. So the need to communicate, the need to um, see and touch and connect with other people has been halted. And again, it's been without any preparation, without any uh, warning And children especially are already in a process of developing. And so when you cut that development off mid-stage, that's really troublesome for the emotional state of children.
0: I want uh, to put, uh, Michelle, let's put the book up, if we can, on our website. And I'm going to... Uh, anyone who uh, goes to the website here and, and orders the book off the website, or you go and you get it from Doctor uh, Ellis, uh, she's going to just mention the show and she'll autograph a copy of her book Aftermath uh, for you. And uh, go there and get it. You'll have to purchase it, of course, but go there and get it, and uh, she will autograph a copy of it for you. The CL Show. Dot. And uh, of course, Dr. Ellis, we're going to give out how to contact her um, in the um, in in just um, a few minutes here. Dr. Ellis, um, how did you get involved in your work? What is the proper name for your work? I know that you work out of Austin, uh, Texas. I love Big Ben area out there in Austin, and of course we met in Shreveport. You have lovely parents, uh, uh, the Ellis. Uh, how's how's Sister Vicky doing? I haven't had a chance to ask about her. How is she?
2: She's doing fantastically. This has been a, a much-needed break for her, and she is now raising chickens, so she's <laughs> enjoying her time. She calls them her "chicky babies," so she's she's loving it. But they're doing great. Um, of course, you know, dealing with this process, and and both of my parents care for their aging parents, and so this has been quite a process for them. That's another. Uh, part of the population that I work with is those that we call in the sandwich generation. So they have children, but they also have parents that they're all caring for. And that can be an emotional uh, situation in itself. And then you add on top of it what we're going through with this COVID situation. Yeah. And it could be a recipe for a disaster. But what we're actually seeing is people coming together and really uh, taking their mental health to uh, to heart.
0: And you know what, uh, Dr. Ellis, I remember when, I guess if that's the sandwich generation, I remember when I'm, I must have been the double-decker generation because I was taking care of my, uh, my mother who was aging and uh, my father had passed away, uh, m- uh, my children, and of course, I had grandchildren that, uh, and then of course, you know, you, you, you take care of uh, those types of things uh, as well. It, it, it can be incredibly hectic in normal times, uh, not to think of uh, how it could be here during these times so tell us uh how then uh, did you get involved how did you get to doing this type of work what was the genesis of your work when did you get the passion or the love for it
2: well i started out as a school teacher i taught school for about seven years uh, in the public and the private sector and so i got to see the disparity between um the opportunities that different kids got you had some that had every opportunity in front of them and then you had some who i was taking their clothes home to wash over the weekend so that they had clean clothes to wear the following week um and so it just there was a a heart for children and what they deal with because kids don't have a lot of choice a lot of choices are made for them and so they're having to deal with the consequences of a lot of choices that they didn't make. And it just kind of developed. And then I was introduced to the um, the concept of temperament therapy. And uh, I went through the coursework with my amazing mentor, um, Kathy Hostetler. And she introduced me to uh, temperament therapy. And it just took off. And I saw how understanding what needs we're all trying to meet in our emotional state and in our emotions would affect us and how understanding that would lead us to making better decisions for our lives and for others.
0: And so it's all in the decision-making process, uh, Dr. Ellis, um, which that leads us to uh, a lot of times, and and the reason I'm asking I'm about to come up on a conversation um, here in the next hour with Nadra Enzi, where um, there are people who are saying that um, this or who are trying to turn this into a racial issue. And um, I'm just not seeing that uh, yet. Uh, Do the troubles of humanity transcend, in your opinion? I'm asking this question just in your opinion. Does it transcend race? Do the problems of humanity transcend, especially in these circumstances, race? Talk to us about it.
2: Yes. Unequivocally, yes. This is not a color thing whatsoever. This is a community thing. And it's the community of humans. We are all trying to meet these needs of emotion and these needs within our soul and our mind. And that is just as a person. If you are born a human, then you're going to have these needs. And every decision that we make is a decision to meet a need everything that we do every behavior that we undertake is to meet a need and we all have similar needs we actually all have the same needs we just have them to different degrees and these degrees aren't dependent on our skin color
0: Wow. Uh, Kia, I want you to stay with me uh, through the break. Uh, we're on with Dr. Kia, Kia Ellis. Uh, she specializes in uh, this type of um, behavioral uh, therapy and temperamental uh, therapy. And it is an, it's fascinating to think how it can get so twisted and the way we twist things sometimes. Before we go to break, uh, Dr., Ellis, tell us again, how we engage with you, how to get in touch with you.
2: Instagram is the best way to engage with me. Currently, my Instagram handle is Dr. Temperament. Dr. Kia, temperament, Dr. Kia, temperament,
0: Dr. Kia, Instagram and folks, I I see people doing, and, and you know, me, I'm, a, a lot older than a lot of you, but uh, I see people really doing business on social media these days. I mean, it's happening, and if you're not doing it, you better get with it. And I'm going to return with uh, Dr. Ellis, and we're going to uh, discuss more about the decisions that you make and the things that we have turned into black and white or red and yellow but really are human. I think uh, she has addressed that in a way that uh, is absolutely fascinating for us to hear, particularly now when you have people who are coming out of the bushes wanting to turn a, a human problem, a tragedy, into a political football and turn it into some type of um, race issue. Uh, we'll be back with Dr. Kia Ellis in just a minute. You're listening to the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, and I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation, and I want to thank all of the well-wishers uh, who are pouring in right now. Yeah, Everything for me is a first, and uh, this will be the first Mother's Day in 46 years that I've been without uh, my children's mother, and and so it's, it's going to be a tough one. Uh, I'm going to spend it in reflect But I thank you. Thank you so much for your loving um, uh, letters and outreach to me. Uh, It has been uh, absolutely uplifting and heartwarming. And so uh, God bless you and God keep you all. And uh, we're coming to you, of course, across the airwaves of our flagship station, Red State, the largest um, talk platform in the nation, most listened to uh, talk platform in the nation. And if you're traveling through Times Square, look up above the iconic Ripley's, believe it or not, and you will see there above Ripley's the Red State Talk billboard. And every hour, the C.L. Bryant Show does pop up there, 24 hours a day about a block away from where we dropped the big ball in New York City and old CL's face is looking right back at you don't go anywhere we're going to finish up with Dr. Kia Ellis and then after the break um, Nodren's in New Orleans Louisiana will be joining me Captain Black, I'm CL You thought I was worth saving So you came and changed my life
2: Again, always in the heaven hand, and for the flag I stand.
0: CL, back with you throughout the Fruited Plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known. And that is America. Thank you for coming along with me as we build the bridge to conversation daily right here throughout our nation and around the globe on the CL Bryant Show via Red State, Red State Talk. Radio, Red State Talk. And um, um, I We have been on with um, an acquaintance, a good friend, actually, of mine, uh, Dr. Kia Ellis, and I certainly am glad that she is here during this period in American uh, history and American, uh, on the American landscape because people need to hear from um, professionals, professionals who understand how to talk to people, first of all. Conversation, you know, um, conversationally and, and through the news, Dr. Ellis, um, we've been seeing the rise in suicide, the rise in domestic violence, even though I've seen the rise in closeness of families. So there's a a bag um, that people are beginning to fall into, whether it's positive or negative. But let's talk about the, the, the negatives, and then we'll finish up with the positives. Um, the suicide rates, why would something like this cause people to want to take their lives? I mean, sure, we talk about it, but we may not understand it. Talk to us about it.
2: What I'm seeing is a tendency that we have of putting value in our external responses. So we look for validation from external sources. Well, this pandemic and the lockdown measures have caused us to lose those external sources. So if you don't have those external sources validating you, it's very easy to fall into the trap of being unable to self-validate. And that seems to be what happens with a lot of people is that they aren't able to pull from internal resources and they see suicide as the only solution.
0: When we talk about self-validation and we couple that with what we have come to know as self-esteem... Are you saying that there are others who depend on, there are people who depend on others, rather, for that self-esteem? Is there a reason why it's called self-esteem? I mean, uh, how do you you keep that? How do you maintain that? Does that affect your temperament uh, in adverse ways when you don't understand self-esteem? Dr. Ellis
2: the interesting thing about self-esteem is that we actually see it improperly. If you think of it this way, it'll make more sense. Self-esteem is how we think others think of us. It's not the way we see ourselves. It's the way we see ourselves through others' eyes. Wow! And so if you're unable to Uh, boost yourself from an internal force and see yourself accurately then it's very easy to believe that others don't see you that way either and it's just kind of a downward spiral
0: wow hey folks I don't know if you got it I don't know I don't want you to miss it because that was deep it's not necessarily uh, self-esteem as to how you're picturing you yourself through your own eyes what Dr. Kia Ellis has just told us and to tell you the truth, for me, it's truly a revelation because it makes all it, it brings it clearly to me. It's how I'm caring about how I'm being seen through the eyes of those who see me. You know, it's that, right. That's sad. Uh, you know, Doc, thank you for that. I'm, I'm feeling much better now. <laughs> much better about, about this now. And friends, that's what we all need. We need to understand that so you can actually you get set free. When you understand that, you become free. Can that become bondage, Dr. Ellis? Can we become in bondage to uh, caring and thinking overly about how others view us? Is that what you see as well?
2: Oh, absolutely. Especially in this age of social media. We have an entire generation of people who have never known a world without social media. And what they see on social media is not an accurate representation of life. So they're building their thoughts of themselves based on images that aren't even real.
0: Wow, wow. Dr. Kia Ellis, I could talk to you for another hour uh, because there are, so, you know, you just pull out the couch and, uh, you know, the, folks, I think I might need the couch after all this. <laughs> <I'm> not, no. <laughs> uh, as uh, Kia, you know that uh, I have uh, gone, gone through, we haven't had a chance to do, memorialize my, my uh, wife, Jane, who you knew, and um, since her passing and uh, because the gathering of our family together uh, would constitute at least 200 people just of our family alone. And then uh, so it has been very, very difficult. And when I say that uh, the counseling and all that type of thing that um, uh, I have had, I had to have grief counseling because it was really bearing down on me. Um, But, folks, let me tell you, if you need help, get it get it it's available and people like dr uh ellis is available and they can help you and they can help your children and you you, you keep a close eye on your children because many times we may overlook how this actually affects them and even your grandchildren dr ellis tell everybody again uh, how they may engage with you and get uh, in touch with you
2: they can direct message me on Instagram at temperament. Dr. Kia. That's the best way to get to me. And I would love to hear from anyone who's needing any help.
0: And, hey, get that book, get that book, mention the show, and uh, get that book, Aftermath, Aftermath. Dr. Kia Ellis, get it, and uh, Dr. Kia, mention the show, and she'll autograph it for you, personalize it for you. Thank you so much, Doc, for being on with me today. God bless you, and God keep you. Continue to fight the good fight. I know that you will because you are fighting the good fight. Dr. Kia Ellis, thank you so much again for being on with me. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Thanks, C.L. I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. And I, uh, hey, I'm telling you, you need to hook up with folks that you can talk to. And it's important because, um, hey, one of the, and it's a shame that it's lost, but it's lost. And that's the art of conversation art of talking to one another, looking each other in the eyes and talking to one another and uh, getting to know the person that's in front of you and uh, that you're talking to and so forth. Um, for me, I don't know about you, but it's one of the great joys of life. And I think when you and I think most of us are like that, really, we, we just uh, have become awkward in how to engage one another. I think most of us like being around people, like doing things, picnicking and beaching and, you know, having fun here in Colorado. of course, I don't ski. I'm a black man. I don't ski. But uh, uh, I know that many people already think I'm an unusual black man. I would be an absolute uh, phenomenon. I'm far too old to get on. I'm falling down on those skis. You, I can promise you that. If if somebody tell you that CL uh, ran into a tree on a skiing trip, no. He was pushed into the tree on a skiing trip because I was not on any skis. I assure you of that. Same way I'm not jumping out of any airplanes. Or bungee jumping from helicopters or anything for that matter. (laughs) I ain't done it. (laughs) But I am talking to people and I miss that. And I think most of us miss that portion of our relationships with others. Whether we don't mind being alone, that's cool. I don't mind being alone. In fact, I absolutely like being alone if I know somebody's coming to be with me at some point in time. And I can go and be with whoever I want to be with at any point in time. And you can sit down in restaurants. You can meander through the malls. Uh, whatever you know, your free American, liberty-loving self want to do. You can do that. And the problem that we're having is not only are we not truly talking to each other because we've lost that art of doing it, we can't even be around them to either be aggravated or to aggravate. Or simply to enjoy the pleasure of company. It's, um, it's important. Relationships. We were created to have them. Yeah, we were created to have them. Uh, the first relationship, according to the Scripture, was with God and man. And it was just um, the communion of that. And then God realized that uh, since the man was not truly like him, even though he's made in his image, um, suited for this earth, he was not truly like him in every way because he was suited for this earth that God had created. He said, I need to hook him up with something that uh, I think he'll like. (laughs) In fact, I know he's going to like it. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And, uh, you know, so he he gave him a relationship. He gave the man a relationship. Another human being, a woman. Whoa, whoa, man. Gave him that her. And, um, (laughs) hey, been making decisions ever since. (laughs) Uh, The heat's been on ever since. And relationships have been needed. Ever since that relationship that Adam had with Eve, um, the way that story is given to us is so strong. The relationship that he had, even seeing her do what she did, he loved her so much that he wouldn't let her go through what she might be going through alone. He jumped in there with her. A picture of the salvation of Jesus Christ. Love for God so loved the world. Yeah, Adam so loved Eve. The first, Adam, compared to the last, did the same thing. Yeah, you can read the book backwards. It still tells the same story. Relationship. We need relationships. And we must get back to that. A dangerous freedom or peaceful slavery. I want to talk a little bit about that uh, when we come back. On the other side of the news, we're going to have with me Captain Black Nadra Enzi will be on with me. And um, he has written a piece that I'm sure. All of you will want to explore. It's going to be about the hustle that is now uh, taking shape in this country. Uh, Germ Crow liberal elites branded me a leper where I worked. I'm going to talk to Nadja Enzi about it when I return. Don't go anywhere.